Sarah and I unwittingly up look up appear like we're in the same cabaret today. We didn't. I was going to wear hot pink we as well, this. but I did. You were going to wear hot pink as well, and then the three of us would have looked like a choral group, like a trio, a choral trio. Do you want yeah. me to change? <laughs> Do we look like we're wearing pink? I think I look like we're wearing. We look like we're red. Red. No, you're wearing red. You look like red. I'm just saying it would have been like similar. So yeah, so it would have been like, all in the same shades. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I was uh, obviously Sarah and I wanted to be festive, and so we both wore not just the same color. So those of you who are listening to the podcast audio version, there's a vidcast if you want to go check us out on YouTube. Um, on Critical Crop Top's YouTube channel. So just look for Critical Crop Top on YouTube and there's a vidcast of Feminine Mistake podcast. Anyway, uh, we are not just wearing the same color, red, but also these sort of puffy sleeves. shoulders. Yeah, we've got like puffed sleeves here. Uh, So it it looks like we were like, I don't know. I, I, I think if you had to, if it was like an Us Weekly and who wore it better, I'd have to say Sarah. Because she's got the bow and the lips and the eyes. You have lips. You have eyes. (laughs) I have lips and eyes. (laughs) No, you have the red lips. We both have the red lips. We do have the red lips. But Sarah, your makeup is flawless. Thank you. Uh, It's up close. It's not. It's very like, yikes. Um, It's not, though. Over here, it's it's fine. But on camera, it's not yikes. On camera, it's fine. It's festive as as hell. Um, And Julie, you're looking lovely and relaxed in your home office. (laughs) <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I uh, like the puff sleeves. I, you know, I just got this at Target. You know, um, I I didn't buy anything for Black Friday. Usually, I do like a big online Black Friday thing, and I think I did all my. I got it all out of my system before all the deals because I went on like a Target spree. Oh my gosh! I stopped. Did you buy more clothes, Sarah? Hold on. Hold on. So before like maybe like two weeks before black 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 friday i did get more clothes but they didn't arrive until black friday so it was as if i had gone shopping on black friday because clothes came to my house they came to your house and got to unwrap them and you did like a montage in your bedroom i did a makeover montage sarah uh, julie did you do any black friday shopping this weekend no, I didn't do it this year. Not because I didn't want to, but I just, I have to, mm. I just didn't. Sorry. You just didn't. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, you know. I shouldn't it's, have. It's a weird I mean, year. I need to save. Year. No, people well, need to my... sell their things. They need, you know. It's, okay. <laughs> it's true. People need to sell their I mean, things. And it's I... been a bad year and they need Black Friday to sell a lot of, I mean, I think they've waited a long time to have these deals and sorry to interrupt. No, absolutely. Please. I mean, and we all need a little shopping therapy, do we not? Um, I don't know. I usually, my sister and I usually sit. The thing is, I don't go into the store anymore because I just, I feel shitty about people working in the store on Black Friday. I, it, it sucks. Uh, but somehow I feel like absolved if I do all my shopping online on Black Friday. So that's what I usually do. But I didn't even do that this year. Yeah, I did Did you not. guys ever... Did you ever read Anne of Green Gables? Oh, yes. I did, yes. You made me think of it with your um, the puff sleeves. Like, Anne always wanted the puff sleeves, but her, mm. her like, what was her name? Morella? Morella. Yeah, I believe it was Morella. She yeah. would never do it because she said it was like a whole 
it was like so much material wasted. And, mm-hmm. and then she finally got the puffy sleeve dress because did yes. Matthew buy it for her? You just made me think yes, of Yes, yes. Buy, doesn't he buy her the dress? It's for some really big deal event. I've been watching so watch long. That movie. You just made me think That's about a good one. Sleeve. That's a good one. Gosh. I remember the miniseries more than I do the book because I read the book, but I think the miniseries stuck with me a lot more. Yeah, I didn't Maybe even we watch should do anything. That. Maybe we should do a little Anna Green Gables sometime on the show, Sarah. Sure. Is it a show or is it a film? It's a film, I but it's I think been it's, all of it has. not <laughs> It's a lot like the one I'm thinking of with, uh, you know, who I think classic Anne, classic Anne, my Anne Shirley. I think it's like four episodes. So it's like a long, it'd be like a megathon, you know. Sarah I like looks, mit, does no, not I, look into it. No, I, I like mit, mm, mini series, like the the mit, the mini series of Pride and Pre- Pre- Prejudice with Colin Firth is the best. I've never seen it, yes. Sarah, but I think oh I'm gosh. ready to be indoctrinated. Oh my gosh, it's so. Ju, Ju, Julie, have you seen seen it? It's it's, it's wonderful. The first- Many series I ever binged, but it was oh, on yeah. VHS tapes at yeah. my mom's house. VHS. Julie, Julie, if we ever do, a, uh, if we ever do the Pride and Prejudice, mini I was like, series, put the next one in. Will yes. you cut? Will you come on? Yes. Will you come back the show on the show and discuss it yes. with us? If we totally. please, Julie, I would love it. Um, okay, it's settled. Yeah. That's for 2021. We've already set it up. Yeah, I um, would love that. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And today on the show, uh, as you may have heard, we have our very special guest, actress, photographer, and audiobook narrator, Julie Jones Ivy. Hi. Welcome, <laughs> Hello. Julie. Welcome her. Hi. She writes too, and she's Luscious. really good. Yeah, she's also a writer. That oh, is, thank there's, you. It's like sh- there's you do so many things. She's I a model. Cram them all in a sentence. That's true. There's like I can't cram all these <laughs> things into one sentence. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We're very happy to have Julie on the show. Uh, this our our last guest of 2020. Ever. <laughs> Don't tell people that. That's what we did to them. In, yes, I know. <laughs> in December of 2018, we were like, surprise! It's the last episode of the feminine. No, we were going to continue in 2021. Continue. We're not going anywhere. Uh, but Julie is the last. Actually, Julie, you were our December guest in uh, in season yes. two. Julie was our uh, last guest of December in December 2017 when we did Steel Magnolias. Oh my gosh. It's been three years. Oh my gosh. That's ages crazy. ago. That's right. That was, that was so ages long ago. ago. Yeah. So in season two, uh, Julie was our guest for that show. And here she has returned to talk with us about three years later. <laughs> like any good sequel. Uh, <laughs> Julie, back. Julie has returned and we are going to be talking about this month. It's, it's a holiday movie. We're talking about happiest season on Hulu, on Hulu, a new movie. We're talking about a new movie. Um, but before we get into that, uh, what has everybody been watching? Anybody got a, anything they want to talk about that they've been watching that you want to chat about for yeah. a sec? Um, no. oh, let's go. I do Julie. not want to chat. No, Julie, Julie, what have you been watching? (laughs) Just kidding. I know you're a big big Outlander fan. Yeah, yeah, I really was. But, um, you know, it's just it's 
I still like it, but um, mm-hmm. I feel like that first season was where it was at. You know what I mean? Yeah. The first season. So I, I should the watch books, the first they season. They have a huge and then... fan base. Oh, okay. No, okay. no, they're they're all good. It's okay. just um, uh, it's really far down the road in the storytelling, and they've changed mm-hmm. some stuff. And I mean, okay. it's still really good. It's okay. still really good. But um, what, what year are they on? Gosh, I think it's. I'm so sorry. It could be season five. Five seasons? I didn't realize yeah, that show had been be on wrong. for so long. Wow. Yeah, now they're in the Droughtlander. That's what they call it in the, between seasons. The Droughtlander. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I like it when fans, you know, I like it when fans um, come up with cute little nicknames like that, though. Yeah, it's really, it's a really, I like the show. I think it's, I think it's great. Um, there is another Oh, there's, there's, they always tell stories about how their fans find them on their like remote locations in the Highlands or wherever in Ooh. Scotland. And, um, and there's this group of people called the Outlandish Bakers or something like that. And they like just like show up on set and bring them baked goods. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I gotta tell you. If- I don't know if I do that Are now. Are they allowed but of to? Course, not now probably but I th- it might have happened like in the earlier seasons uh, but it sounded really fun if I was gonna have fans I would like them to bring me baked goods so I just want to <laughs> yes. put that out into the ether that should I should the universe ever deem me worthy of fans I would like them to be fans that bring me baked goods yes for sure I um also, I watched Killing Eve, the first and second oh, season. I haven't yeah, seen the third too. season yet, but it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Actually, really I watched good. the first season, but not see. I started season two, but I was just like, it's good. But it's like, you know, shows that are too good to like sustain. Like, you're just like, everything is so intense. It's not going to get any so better. It yeah. just like so sucks you in. Well, I'm just saying, I don't want to okay. be sucked in right now. Oh, like, it's just, oh you're like, yeah. You're not ready for that kind of commitment. It's a commitment. It's you like want a, a casual a, show. You want, a, want casual a casual show. Casual. A casual show. <laughs> uh, I watched the unicorn. The unicorn on Netflix was really cute. It has Walton Goggins in it, and um, okay, that one's really it's really I cute. It's it was a network show, but okay. then they put it on Netflix. Oh um, yeah, but I've it's really funny. He's like a widower mm-hmm. dad. And they're trying to set him up, right? Because he's a unicorn. Like his friends are because he's pretty, he's like yes. a guy that you want to be with, like a unicorn. It's a magical, a magical <laughs> unicorn you don't find in the wild. You know what I'm saying, right? right yeah. Am I crazy? Yeah, it's really I cute. mean, that's why it's called. Yeah, that, right? it's a cute. Yeah. Joke. Yes. What have y'all been watching? Mandalorian. I know. Uh, Julie, <laughs> are we psychically linked? Because that's what I was going to say that I've been watching is the Mandalorian. It's uh, so good. Yeah, I I've. It's time for me to begin my yearly rewatch of Star Wars, which came early this year because of the pandemic. So it's only been a couple of months since I've watched all of the Star Wars movies. Uh, But so I've been I recently watched the pre. I decided to go a little uh, out. I decided to go a little crazy this year. I got I decided to get a little wild. And (laughs) I instead of watching in release order, which is how I usually watch it, which would be four, five and six, followed by the prequels. And then, of course, the sequels and the side stories or whatever. Instead of doing that this year, I decided to watch uh, the prequels first. So I'm going chronologically in story order now. Yeah. And I have to tell you, it's a good, I think it's perhaps the best viewing experience. Because... I didn't grow up with the prequels. So those of you who've heard me talk about, and I promise not to take up too much 
of our time talking about Star Wars because I can see the fear in Sarah's eyes already. Like she's already, she already knows she's going to have to rein me in. Uh, I'm not a huge, I, I didn't grow up with the prequels, so I, they're not as beloved to me as I think they are for other generations who grew up with them. But I feel like over time they've really grown on me in certain ways. And, um, and I do think they fit in well with the rest of the story. I know not everybody agrees with that, especially people who grew up with this, the original trilogy and they're like, the original trilogy is the best. Yes. Uh, I, I, the original trilogy is great. I love it. Um, but I do think the prequels have a lot to offer. And I, I do think that when you watch them first, you get a little bit something like Harry Potter when you're watching Harry Potter and they start out kind of silly, you know, when you're watching the Harry Potter movies, right? They start out kind of silly. And they get a little more serious as you go on, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So if you start with the prequels, it starts a little silly. And then it starts to get a little darker and more serious. And I do think that, uh, I do think narratively, it feels like there's something about starting there and then working your way through. Anyway, I, that so I would say if you're going to do a rewatch of the Star Wars like I do every year around the holidays, um, think about uh, doing a chronological viewing. I, I recommend a chronological viewing. I've been pre pre preaching this for years, Nicole. Chronological viewing have of you? Star Wars. Have you? I have not, but <laughs> I that's what what I do. No, I'm oh. serious. Like that's what what I I've I've always done because. So, are you a prequels sense. person, or I feel like we should have talked about this, but I'm not mm. sure if I know how you identify. How do you, how do you not? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I I don't know that we've ever really talked about the prequels. It's like it's like a taboo subject, maybe. Between yeah, us. no, I don't care for them. Okay, no. Okay. And actually, the pre prequels, the first one came out maybe like two years after I first saw the first Star Wars film. Mm, so okay. I saw them around like. Oh wait, you like, saw them in the theater for the first time. In the time. theater that we have talked about this. Okay. Yes. However, I also saw the original trilogy in the theater because that's what I around mean. Around the time. That's what I mean. Yeah. I they re-released them in mm -hmm. the, the 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 theater, so I got to experience yes. them in the theaters, which is awesome. Yes, and I, mean, I not I the did, original, right? I I went to see them in the theater as well, but of, of course it was not my first time seeing them. Yeah. I just went to see them in the theater, but also of course I I saw the prequels. Yeah. I remember actually seeing uh, Revenge of the Sith like a bunch of times because I did like that one. I thought that was an enjoyable movie going experience uh i did of the prequels at the time that was the one that i liked the most and i do i mean i always go see star wars movies multiple times in the theater but now i have this oculus headset you guys i have the vr headset and so i can watch movies in my bed but look like i'm in a movie theater it's fabulous um i miss going to the movies obviously because of the pandemic we i don't go to the movies i know some people do but i'm not going um and i deeply miss going to the theater and so um in fact this time of year would be when we would be i would be going getting gearing up to go see a new star wars movie and so there's no new star wars movies and uh there's no movies at all for me really so i'm having a virtual movie going experience this holiday season on my vr headset I might regret this, but I actually have a star, 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 Star Wars question for you about the the Mandalorian because it I just came up my heart skipped a beat, and, and I didn't share it with you because, okay. like, when I saw it, because I wasn't sure if you'd seen the episode yet. Have you? Are you okay? Up to so date? have you? Seen I am up to date. So if you're not up to date, although this is this episode of our show is coming out in the first week in December, so 
I hope you are up to date. Uh, if you're not, spoilers briefly for, I assume, is episode five of The Mandalorian. I'm I have no idea, me. but Some I have not seen I've not seen this episode. Mm-hmm. I've not seen any of the episodes yeah. except for the ones that I saw with you. Mm-hmm. The episode where Baby Yoda eats the eggs or yes so that's episode uh, two or three i think yeah so like what is your take do you think it's okay do you think it's genocide do you think i don't think it i wouldn't call it genocide uh those eggs were unfertilized uh they were it was a vat of unfertilized eggs um (laughs) did it make me uncomfortable yes was i feeling very upset as he continued to gobble these frog eggs yes i i was uh twitter was very upset about egg gate <laughs> twitter was not That's happy really um but i think are our articles written about this i wouldn't call it genocide uh he i think that maybe mando needs to feed him better Obviously, he's very hungry, although I feed my children all the time and they just eat snacks. So I just think that maybe Mando needs to carry some pirate's booty or some some goldfish on the on the on the razor crest. Like, some I think he's cheesy just, bunnies. He needs che- he needs cheddar bunnies on the razor crest, I think. And then maybe Baby Yoda won't feel like he needs to commit genocide. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I just well, had to know your, your take, I'm, Nicole. And you know, you can come to me with any Star Wars question at any time. Um. What have you been watching, Sarah? Um, you know, more HGTV stuff on who nice. Hulu. Um, I finished all the three property brought 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 brother shows, and I began other house re- renovation shows like Good Bones and Oh uh, Flipper Flop and uh, these show names are absurd. And I like Flipper I just, Flop Atlanta. I do oh, like okay. I just finished, um, uh, oh shit, excuse me, excuse my language. Um, What, Sarah, when have we ever cared about language on this show? What what just happened? (laughs) Um, It's the holiday episodes we're trying to keep it It's a house flipping show, but the couple is black. And I just realized like all of these house flipping shows, all these house renovation shows, everyone is white. That's actually, and so pretty, it was. That's true. From, yeah, and so like this was like, oh okay, like, but it was just like the same kind of thing, um, and they were very like, you know, like talented and got along well. The flipper flop show with Tarek and Christina. That one got weird. Mm. Got weird. They're okay. like they ended up. They got a divorce, and the show kind of kept go- going after they got a divorce oh and, that sounds yeah. awkward yeah, yeah um and like they also they're very like la very fake and like annoying i don't know i don't know but like sorry just, just gave me an like idea personalities you just gave me an idea i really want someone to write a sketch about a flip-flop house show where the couple is divorced but they're openly hostile <laughs> to each other <laughs> Like I really want someone yes. to write a sketch about that now. Oh my god! Um, I'm gonna just write that down in my sketch to. ideas. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, the flipper flop Atlanta one. There, they seem like a a nice couple, and they seem to genuinely love each other. Yeah, and I also but that love, one in um, LA, that one in California went weird. But California, the one that you're yeah. referring to, was it Nashville or it was another one? Was it? It was another one down here, though, wasn't it? 
The one you're yeah, referring the, to. The, flip the, flop. the one I'm referring to is with uh, Christina and Tarek. Um, or Tarek. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think um, it's Tarek. Tar- Tarek, I yeah. I and that. I read an ar- article today about their relationship for some reason. I don't know. I didn't have much to do today. <laughs> <laughs> but it just sounded like a nightmare. Um, wow, this is crazy. And now I feel like I... What is the name of that show? Flip or Flop. Flip or Flop LA. Yeah, yeah okay. they're in California. I think that one's just Flip or Flop. They were in like Yorba Linda. I hate yeah. that I know all of this, I know. but I did watch some Flip or Flops. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with a little flip and flopping, you know? <laughs> you got to watch what you enjoy in this crazy time. I'm almost out of shows, you guys. Like, I'm almost out of house shows. Oh, you have to move well, to the um, travel shows. You- I'm kidding. <laughs> I well my okay well here's something I did start not that I want to circle back to me uh, but I'm going to um, my sister and I started watching New Girl again uh, just Ooh, for fun wait you so, ha- you'd you'd seen it before uh, I've only I think now that I'm thinking about it, I've only maybe watched the first one or two seasons okay so we started I know from you'd the seen beginning. even that much how have we not talked about New New Girl before I'd love New New New, I know. new Girl well, it's so cute we watched almost the entire first season on my porch the other day while crocheting it was mm-hmm. like what we did it was yesterday actually the day after Thanksgiving we were like we're not fucking doing anything we're gonna sit on my porch and crochet and we brought my laptop out there and we watched almost the entire first season of New Girl I love New Girl it's so sweet so cute yeah I really like it I really like Justin Long on in the first season her boyfriend Paul yes my god they're so funny together yeah all right enough 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 of what we've been watching let's get to the main event what we had to watch oh I'm just kidding I'm so kidding you know (laughs) like no Heart Sarah eyes. texted me multiple hearts Heart after she eyes. watched this movie. Uh, we are we are going to be talking about Happiest Season today, uh, which came out just this week. So this is a fresh uh, holiday film, um, and we're going to get to it. And uh, we're going to get to the discussion in just a second. Uh, but before we do that. Uh, this is something we always do, so we'll just do it. Uh, what was everybody's experience with this movie prior to the podcast? Did you did you heard about it? Did you see a trailer? Uh, let's start with our guest, Julie. Do you have any pri- did you have any prior knowledge of this movie before? Uh, no, not new. before you not before you mentioned it, mm-hmm. uh, like in the thread that we might watch it. Um, mm-hmm. I just saw the the little picture, and mm-hmm. it was just like Kristen Stewart and Dan mm-hmm. Levy, maybe and. And that was that was it. That's all I knew about it because I just wanted to just go into it. You know. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, it's a very new movie. So, uh, what about you, Sarah? Anything? Um, I hadn't heard of it, and then mm-hmm. Nicole sent the tra- 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 trailer, and I watched the trailer, and I was like, "Yes, this is gonna be great." So I excited to see it. But yeah, that was the first time I'd heard heard, heard of it. Yeah, so so we knew we wanted to do some kind of holiday film. Um, we wanted Julie to come on, uh, and we were like, we gotta have Julie on because Julie and I joke about Hallmark films all the time. Um, I don't. I've actually only seen, I think, maybe one Hallmark yeah, film for when Sarah and I podcast. watched. Well, no, we watched it for the Georgia Made the Georgia podcast. Made podcast. Last yes. year, we watched what the fuck was that movie? It had Ooh, it had fruit Melissa cake. Joan Hart and fruit cake, and it. it was written by Topher Payne. Oh, okay, man. Great. How do we it, not remember the name of this? I, it'll film? come to me. Uh, but it had Dean Cain in it. And mm-hmm. 
you know, they were weather people. Anyway, it was, uh, it was, it was obviously a very well written movie. It was written by Tilda Bainman. Come on. Uh, so uh, we, you know, we sort of had the upper upper echelon of Hallmark films. I feel like, um, and then this year we were like, let's do another, let's do another Hallmark movie. That'll be fun. Um, and so we were like, we got to have Julie on to talk about a Hallmark movie. And then I saw this trailer. <laughs> I, Julie, you're my official person that I talk about Hallmark movies with. I don't, but I don't even watch this. So I know. Why? And yet we're always talking about Hallmark movies. I mean, why? I do. I, I have seen a few. My mom really yeah. loves Hallmark movies. So, you know, I watched them with her a few times. And they're, um, they're, they're in a fantasy world of happiness and joy, I guess. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, which I think this movie kind of takes a twist on. Um, but uh, then I saw the trailer for this movie. It just kind of like popped up in my newsfeed. And I was like, oh, my God, this looks so fun and different. And I love all these actors. And so I was like, what if we do this? And so here we are. Um, so that was our experience with the film Happy Season prior to this podcast. So let's let's get into talking about this movie. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem sort of distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. Happiest season, 2020. Uh, written and directed by Clea Duvall. Um, actually, what else has she done? Co-written with Mary Holland, so she co she came up with the story. Uh, apparently, it was autobiographical. It was an autobiographical story in the nice. sense I don't know how close it was to the details of her own life, uh, but it, it I did read that she wanted a story that reflected her own experience, and so she came up with the story and then co-wrote it with Mary Holland, uh, and then directed it. Uh, as far as uh, you guys would probably know, Clea uh, more as a actor. She's been in a lot of stuff over the years. I think she has 80-something credits on IMDb. Uh, she's been, I think she's been acting since she was a kid. Like, I remember her being in Girl Interrupted. She was on American Horror Story season two. Um, she was in, I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff. Um, yes. But she recently, in 2016, I think she wrote and directed her first feature, which was Intervention was about a bunch of couples going on a weekend together and then one of the couples realizes that they're actually there because their friends have staged an intervention into their marriage uh and then she's directed a couple episodes of tv and then this happiest season is so, she related to shelly duvall by any chance i don't think i don't think so okay. but i don't know for sure i'll have to look that up uh if anybody if any of our listeners know tweeted us at fem mistake pod is clear Duvall related to Shelly Duvall. We don't know. We are not big on research around here at the Feminine Mistake Podcast. <laughs> we, we don't lift a finger. We do research. not. Do not. I looked up who directed this movie. That's is that's the extent of my research. Um so let's just dive right in. Um so what makes this movie unique is that it is a love story about Christmas. Um, but it is a queer love story. So it's mm -hmm. not just your heteronormative, like, girl goes to small town and runs into her high school boyfriend. This movie kind of turns that on its head. Yeah. And uh, so I think we should 
you know, sort of get this out of the way that we are three straight ladies talking about a queer story. Um, And uh, I wanted to do this movie because I thought it looked great and that, you know, queer love stories are love stories. And I was really excited to see something like this on what I would consider to be a mainstream network, especially now that we're living in this age where network like ABC, NBC, who fucking cares? Like Hulu is a major network. They put out this movie and, uh, and uh, I'm, I thought it looked really great and I was not disappointed. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that they did a great job and it was told very uh, honestly and, mm -hmm without any kind of like poking fun or from an outside perspective, it felt like it was a very like internal perspective and seeing Mm -hmm. that it was actually based on a true story. uh, The person who wrote it it had that experience. Feels like that's their experience. Yes. So it was told from that perspective. And I agree. You can definitely feel that there's an authenticity to the emotion uh, and that it's not someone who's like, I've got an idea. What if we did this? Yeah. It's somebody who's genuinely telling something that means something to them. And I think that is one of the big strengths of this movie. Um, all right. So let's just let's like get into it. What you got on your list there, Sarah? Well, I love how it begins with this like these paintings of these two oh, wo- yeah, women the- who meet and they t- mm-hmm. show the dates and like, so they met on De- December 18th and then mm-hmm. the, a year goes by and they have a relationship and mm-hmm. then it ends on the same day the next year, present day. And the paintings um, were a little very- weird though. I was like, has the person who drew these paintings seen Kristen Stewart's face before? Cause it looked, a little, it did not look like her at all. I thought it did. You thought so? <laughs> I was yeah, like, I thought I thought it looked more like Mc- Mc- Mackenzie. I feel like they had sure. a more grasp on Mackenzie. It was like um, if I was Kristen Suter, I'd be like, "Oh, is that that's me?" Okay, <laughs> all right, okay, that's me. <laughs> all right. I thought it was a cute idea, at least. Yes, um, no, the idea was very cute. I did actually write that down as well. That you get to see their whole relationship kind of play out through these illust- yeah, very like Norman Rockwell esque kind yeah. of illustrations. So basically, they met, fell in love. Uh, started a relationship moved in to get together and so that's where i guess it is now so they have Mm -hmm. lived together for a while Mm -hmm. and they just go out one night to go on a christmas tree tour or like a lights you know walk around and check out the neighborhood lights as you do okay the tour tour guide what is her name but i've seen oh that's right stand-up comedian she's hilarious i don't i didn't recognize her but i did think it was funny that she was like do you know how many people die of christmas trees every year (laughs) they had a they they did a good job with casting good comedic actors at in these like little bits and we'll see some more of those people pop up as well but yeah they had um i don't know that actress's name but i forget her name but i've seen she did a stay stay stand up show and it was hilarious she's great awesome yeah so yeah we begin with the um we begin with the sort of this date they're going uh abby so it's abby and harper um Mm -hmm. abby is played by Kristen stewart uh abby does not like christmas Nope. Um, she feels well. Later, we find out it's because, and well, we find out that, of course, her parents are deceased, 
And that later we find out that because Christmas was so special at their house that she didn't feel like she wanted to celebrate once they were gone. It seemed like a reminder of what she had lost. Yeah. Sounds fair to me. Yeah, for sure. And uh, they climb up on somebody's roof to look at the lights. <laughs> and Har- Harper is played by Mackenzie Davis mm-hmm. God, from Halt and Catch Fire. S- both of them were so good. They were so good. Oh, my God. Like, they really... Did. I I think this might be my favorite Kristen Stewart performance. I've only ever seen her in twi- Twilight. Twilight Moon Moonbeam? Mooncrest? Are moon? you talking about New Moon? New You've moon? only seen the second one? Sarah, even I've seen all of them for some reason. I don't no. know why. I read all the books. Actually, okay. I stopped on book three mm-hmm. because there was like a a mountain of baby skulls and I was like nope can't do it the baby Uh, skulls did it for you the mountain of baby skulls yep well you know you could read midnight sun which is from uh the guy's perspective the what's the name of the vampire's name you didn't know a new book came out yeah well not Robert Pattinson specifically although if you want his point of view I hear that his commentary on the first movie is apparently like a whole movie unto itself. Um. Anyway, uh, Julie, anything? Do you have anything you'd like to add about this first scene here? Uh, it was a cute scene. The mm-hmm. woman with the rain with the man in the rain. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you for bringing that up because I thought the S and M reindeers. I was like that. <laughs> let me know like oh this is the movie that i'm in where they're yeah. gonna make snm reindeer jokes and i'm so in yeah yes. absolutely um i liked i wish i guess they did the little like montage of the paintings in the beginning to help mm-hmm. like get us up to speed you know what right. i mean without wasting yeah. a lot of time yeah but i i do wish we had seen um more of the two of them before they I get that. Go. So you, you can see a little mean? bit more um, of what their day-to-day relationship why is like. Why she likes her so much. Like mm-hmm. why Harper is like the person for Abby. I really wish that yeah. I could have seen more of that mm-hmm. to help me like root for them later. You know yeah. what I mean? In, in I get movie. You. You're right. Because I'm just kind of like, eh. You know, I, 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 what I mean by that is I, I wanted to see like more of their relationship, yeah. I guess. Right. You, you wanted know? to yeah. get a little bit more before you got the conflict like you wanted to see a little bit more of what bonded them together and so that you're a little bit more invested in that relationship i mean i i I did root for them Mm -hmm. because i just as an audience member i wanted it to to be like a a wonderful like a to be together Mm -hmm. but i just i don't know as an audience member i wanted i just wanted more you want a little bit more of the romance you wanted more romance yes yeah i I get that totally yes yeah, I watched okay. it twice. So I watched it. I did too. <laughs> Friday, and then I watched. It I watched today. it right before the show. Wow. Thanks. So I watched it again today, and I noticed how she, not Mackenzie. I'm sorry. Har- Harper was the one who got her to climb on the roof and be like daring and like yes. brave and stuff. And then, mm-hmm. so I saw. I saw it again today, and I was like, oh well. In the rest of the movie, she's not brave, and she's not daring and she really mm-hmm. like hides herself and is holds yeah, herself back and so yeah. that was like an interesting like and so I think that that does what that scene did is it shows oh like she l- likes Harper because she's very brave and 
and adventurous yeah. and bold and spontaneous. And so we do get a glimpse of that in that You scene. know what? I think that's yeah. really important. And I like how you tie that into the way that she kind of has to suppress her self yeah. later, like just in general, yeah. like that she has to be, she can't be that spontaneous, fun person. Um, yeah. Um, so during this date, um, Harper is really trying to get Abby to enjoy Christmas and she, they get up on the roof, they look at the lights and they're like, you know, it's very romantic. And then she just kind of like in, spontaneously invites Abby to join her family for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But then the next morning she seems like maybe a little hesitant Oopsie. about that but yeah abby's so definitely. excited about it yeah um so the first thing i have on my list because this is the first thing that i really like felt like i needed to write down um is well i guess besides dan levy's character which I've, i feel like we'll get to like i could just go on and on and on about him uh, but the first thing I've written down, so they they just, they go to this trip to visit her family. And so the big sort of conflict of the movie is that on her way to this family Christmas, Harper tells Abby that she has not told her parents that she is a lesbian and that she's in a relationship with Abby. She has told them that Abby's her roommate. Even though she had said, told her, told her. I know July that makes it something. worse. And and I was like, wait, can, said, we, can we go back to that? How you lied to me? Like, so here's what I want to. This is my first thing that I want to ask you guys. So, uh, or, like, it's just forgetting about how Abby reacts for a second. How would you react, or how would you feel if you were in Abby's position? You're with some. You're with the person you love. You want to propose to them. You're on your way to Christmas and like on the way in the car, they say, my parents don't know about you. I haven't told them about you. I've told them that you're my roommate. Like, how would you guys respond to that? Like, obviously, we know there's this whole thing going on with like coming out and that is a whole big part of the movie. And that's that's, you know, uh, we under, we see the context of that. But just emotionally, I feel like how would you feel? If that, if you were in that, if you're the lone person you love, put you in that position, I would be crushed. I would think just crushed. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't think I'd be crushed. I think, uh, I think I'd be like, well, we need to change that, like mm-hmm. right now. I mean, like, I think that if I were with someone, I would understand his perspective on that and mm-hmm. kind of be willing to forgive that if there was like a good re 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 reason or if he had like emotional issues or mm-hmm. um so i don't think yeah awkward for sure yeah. uh but I, and uh, the movie i think and we'll i think we'll get into this in some later scenes but i think the movie does a really great job of exp- of illustrating why like what led harper to believe that she has to do that yeah like I think the movie oh, does yeah. a good job of showing what why that is something she feels like she needs to do and why there why other people might have feel, put themselves now why she chooses to do that and then bring her anyway after telling her that she's already told her family that they know that 
she's in a relationship with a woman. That's hard. Um, I definitely felt in the moment watching Abby that I was like, I don't know if I'm a big enough person that I would have been, I would have been like, I, I'm not, I can't go with you then. I can't go. I can't pretend. I can spend this whole weekend pretending that I'm not in love with you. You know, like I think that would be hard for me, but I'm kind of a jealous, possessive cunt. So I don't know. No, I don't not. know <laughs> if I'm... I, I would have been like, turn this civic on <laughs> civic around and drop me off at home. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> You know, I'm oh my jealous gosh. and possessive, possessive as well, but I think I could play along if it if it meant that if I'm I didn't, a, it would hurt him. I'm a real pot stirrer, so I think I don't know that I wouldn't be I would not be a safe person for you to bring into the situation where I'm just going to be dropping hints the whole time. <laughs> Especially yeah. when I was I don't know how old would you say these crazy kids are like well, I, I think they're like 29 they're 30 33 yeah. like okay. Mackenzie's 33 Kristen Stewart should be around that age too so, so we'll say like my, my age late 20s early 30s I mean by then I was like getting into the point when I was having kids but I think just generally I I, I it would have been difficult for me and and Abby really does her a pretty big solid by I mean, and she's hesitant about it. She's like, I don't think she does her a super big solid. Like That's in the car, solid. in the car, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But like as it, time goes on and we meet the parents and all that stuff, like it's like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah. I mean, because she doesn't just tell her like you're she's my roommate. She's like she's coming with me because she's an orphan and yeah. her family makes a big deal <laughs> about that. Big deal. Big deal. Um, a super awkward, long running. Yeah. <laughs> many jokes about that. Um, I, Eventually I do... they stopped. Thank goodness. Wow. I mean, like the, the her oh God, everybody in this movie is so good. You guys like the so actors good. are so like they say it, they everything. Really it's all very grounded, which is, I think, what makes it so funny is that everything Mary Steenberger says about like, oh, when she like doesn't know where to put the present, she's like, oh, yeah. you probably never even had a Christmas tree. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, ah, or like when she says at the orphanage, at the orphanage. And <laughs> yeah. she's like, well, actually, I was 19 when my parents died. And she's like, oh, so you were one of the lucky ones. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, uh. <laughs> so all of that was just really played. Yes. Oh, my very gosh. Well, I'm, like, so like, I would not want to want to have had. Does that make grammatical sense? What am I saying? I would not want to have had to deal with that family. That family was a nightmare. Oh, my God. (sighs) Let's talk about the family. Okay. So, first of all, Harper's mother is awful. Awful. She is type A, uh, only cares about appearances. Like, she is microaggressions, passive-aggressive comments. Like you know tight uptight judgmental nosy and mary steenberger plays her so controlling controlling the whole family is very fake like everything is about appearances except for jane 
Yeah, Jane's cool. Yeah, they're like we Jane. The the only reason Jane's okay is because we gave up on her because she quit. She wouldn't quit biting people in preschool. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's my third child, Elliot. That's literally how I we gave up on him. He wouldn't stop biting people in preschool, and I guess at least he'll turn out fine. Apparently, a little weird, but we like him weird. No, it's. The only reason Jane turned out fine is because they're such bad parents that having less of them in her life exactly. was good for her. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Harper's mother is doing this Instagram account thing for Harper's dad, who is running for mayor. Victor Garber. Ted. Um. So the interesting thing is they never mentioned the political affiliation of this family. Yeah. Did you guys notice that? I did notice that, but they, they often do do that in films where mm-hmm. they don't want to lose half of the uh, 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 audience. So they have like a political thing, but they don't show what side it's on. So, But we all know which you know. side it is, right? Don't we? Don't we, though? I mean... You think it could be either one? I mean, in a way, I get why they do it that way. I totally get it. But I also feel like there's something a little cowardly about it to me. Because this screams like a conservative family to me. It does. Not that I don't think a liberal candidate can be a a snotty, stuck-up, rich, privileged family. Absolutely, they can. But there's so, it's the, 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 there's something about their attitude about the world at large that screamed conservative to me. That's interesting. I didn't think about it at all. But I do. I have known Democrats who have behaved in the same way. So it of didn't stri- strike me as as weird or. I think it's more their attitude toward. Well, in the end, they don't. You know, it turns out that it's, I mean, we're not, I don't want to get to the end, but. Sure, 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 yeah. sure. Uh, I, I guess when you put it that way, I can totally understand why they wouldn't pick a political. But in effect, what they're saying is that all sides are the same, don't you think? Like, it doesn't matter what the political affiliation is because all rich white politicians are the same way. Is that not what they're saying? I... I didn't get that. Um, I think that they're not these are all your the country, same. Co- these are your country club privileged waspy people. That's what they are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that definitely it depends on what, like, for example, states where there are like, like blue states mm-hmm. have that same type of person, except they're on the democratic side we just happen to live in a state where those types of people are conservative okay that's fair i guess it was more my thing about like would if they if their parents were if their dad was running for mayor but he was a democratic candidate would they be as concerned about their daughter coming out as gay that's all i'm wondering yeah i don't know I don't um, know. Or would that in that case, would the, that be something they try to use to their advantage? Yeah. Which is yeah. its own, which is its own kind of bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. To use your daughter as a political tool, also wrong, 
but I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. That's, I think, why they found, felt like they were more on the conservative side to me. Yeah. Well, which it's kind of strange, too, because I feel like nowadays that kind of stuff is so mainstream that I feel like people on the right are more accepting of homosexuality than they used to be. Except for their not political com- platform. Their political platform, yeah. The GOP's political platform literally is to uh, to get the Supreme Court to overturn the right for... The right to LGBT get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, that's yeah. in their in the political platform. Yeah. And I didn't mean to veer off into politics, but for me, it was like something I was thinking about during the movie and that I kept, I kept thinking about. <clears throat> so I don't know if anybody else has any thoughts on that. Oh, well, you know, I was wondering, like, <sighs> for so many people who seem to be like against uh, the idea that people or call it like a lifestyle choice or whatever, like they seem to have some kind of like religious thing involved in that mm-hmm. mindset sure. but they didn't really yep. mention that too much in this movie that's true so they i was didn't. like what is your problem with it you know what i mean like what's your problem you know like you know it's I've kind of come across people who have it's n- nothing to do with religion they just find it they just don't don't sure like like it but but i do think you're bringing up a good point julie which is that it is often tied to some religious belief and they again much like politics they left even though this is a movie about Christmas, the religious aspect was left out of it. We didn't see them go to church. There wasn't any talk about that. So that that was all kind of taken out of the movie, which again, I can right. understand from a standpoint of like, let we're, we're trying to make sure that everyone who watches this movie doesn't feel like this movie isn't for them because they don't fit into some kind of category. I guess they're, uh, I, I don't know. Um, although it is a bit a risk in it of itself creating a, a movie of a, a Christmas movie about coming out like that in itself is something that people are some people are just going to go I won't watch that you know what I mean um, one ugh. thing I'm, I am kind of you know so I guess they put it like in a vacuum or something because like, we don't have the political aspect we don't have exactly the, the religious aspect mm-hmm. so maybe I think maybe the filmmakers did that because then it could just be like more universal. Therefore, like we could put our own people who are watching can kind of like all like you're saying all relate to it. But that way it's not like, oh, well, that's because those people are like that. You know, it could be. That's true. Making sense, you know, like, no, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, what it does is it puts the focus on the relationships more than the ideology. So then it becomes about a family who's trying to keep up appearances about their family being a certain way. And then it's not quickly label it, you know? Right. So we don't have an ideology to hang the hat on. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Which I, which I think um, the, the relationships I think make this is what makes this movie special. Um, And I feel like this movie took, more care with developing those relationships than most yeah. movies do. Yeah. Especially Christmas movies. Between the sisters and the parents and and uh and Abby and and I mean we haven't gotten to Riley. Um, yeah, I mean relationships and with John she grew and- up with and and Connor and all these people that are kind of stock characters in a Christmas movie all had a lot more depth and layers to them than I think most other movies give them, which is real, I think real commendable on the part of this film. 
Um, anything else to say about the family? We didn't even talk about um, Allison Brie. Oh, Allison Brie. We talked Brie. about Jane. I just want to say Jane is my favorite member she's of my the favorite. family. Yeah, she's yes. my favorite too. I wish they had more Jane in it too. Yes. You know, like, I want so I want to watch a whole movie about Jane. I want a spinoff with yes. Jane, John <laughs> and Jane, story. John and Jane's <laughs> holiday movie. I want a spinoff with yes. them. They obviously became friends somewhere in the at the end of the movie because you see them sitting together and like he's sitting at her book table or whatever. They obviously became besties, and I want a whole movie just about them. Yes. Well, also, he's like uh, an editor because he, you know, in the beginning, he's like, I manage the careers of so many authors. Oh, my God. Julie, you got I totally forgot that part because I I got caught up in him doing all the pet sitting and I totally forgot. Oh, my gosh. The pet sitting. Of course. He's like, I'm in charge of everyone's careers. I can handle a couple of pets, you know, except for. And then at the end, (laughs) she has this like huge book that she spent like a decade building a world, you know, by the way, Chris was like, I don't want to, I, he's like, I don't want to watch a holiday movie. And then like 10 minutes in, he's yes. like rolled his chair up here and watched it with me and watched the whole damn thing. Aww. My husband was the same way. He was like, I don't like, I don't want to watch a Christmas movie. But he was like, you didn't tell me how awesome this movie would be. Like all these awesome people oh are in it. And God. he's like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he thought, he thought we were doing a Hallmark film. <laughs> Every time Jane talked about her book, I was like, that's how dumb you sound when you tell me what you're reading, Chris. And he's like, it's true. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> that is what it sounds like. It's just a bunch of nonsense. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, yeah, Jane But I love that she favorite. finished the book because, like, that I line know. that yes. Harper says to her, like, you're still working on that after 10 years? And I was just like, oh, like, as, a, as someone who, like, can't hey, finish anything. Hey, sometimes it takes a while. Art yeah. takes a while. Um... And also, I love that her book was successful. Anyway, we'll and get, she's we'll an get, artist. I know. She, paint, she painted and she that. Paints, and she, she painted made a that beautiful picture. painting. And everybody was so shitty about it. 100 hours. <laughs> 100 hours. Oh, I love Jane. I love Jane so much. Um, anything else to say about the family? I want to talk about John. Let's. Like, let's talk about Dan Levy. Okay. So I have never seen Schitt's Creek. I just started watching it finally. I've like, been like the first it's season so myself. so good. Yes. I so love all of them. I've only ever seen gifts of Dan, Dan, Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek. Oh, he, there's a Dan Levy gift for everything. Make me, makes me want to watch it. Um, Dan Levy and Aubrey Plaza are in a competition for who can steal this movie faster. Aubrey Plaza, yes. Oh my god! They were so good. Anyway, let's talk about John. So John is Harp as Abby's friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he apparently is a book author, a book author, man, editor, manager. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> he manages book authors, and I forgot about that. Um, he is. He's sassy and funny. Um, he tracks everyone. He tracks yes. everyone on his the phone. They can do it. I can too. Which I thought yes. was just a joke, but turns out to be an actual running joke that also then becomes a plot device and on several yes. occasions. So, which again, I think is the movie. This movie has a layer of complexity that is beyond what I think most movies in the genre have, which is yeah. that would have been a throwaway line. Like, oh, it's funny. Yeah, yeah he had a gentleman caller last night and he uh, is tracking him on his phone. That's very funny. But then he keeps doing it. Like he keeps calling 
Abby up and he's like, do you know that the country club that you're at did not admit women until 1987 or whatever it is that he says to her? Um, And also he uses it to find her later when he comes to rescue her. And then then we'll get to this later. Harper uses the same technique to find them later. And so like this whole tracking thing actually becomes like a device, um, which I thought was really funny. Um, but she leaves John in charge of all her pets because she does a pet sitting, I guess. Is yeah. Is that her job? Or is that something she uh, does? I think it's over like the a holidays. Thing? Yeah. Well, she's she's getting her PhD. Right. And right. I think she does Art that history. just to make more yeah. money. But also I was kind of like, you know, she's making a lot of money from this pets. <laughs> that I amazing know, apartment. Nice place. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a nice place they have. But I loved the running like storyline of like the fish and he kills the fish and then he has to get new fish and then yep. he like Yep, he kills the fish. He's got yeah, he's we see him like at the pet store, like trying to get a new fish. And then he oh, comes through he come well, we'll get there, but um yeah, Dan Levy. I I, I also like so Abby tells John before she goes out of town that she wants to propose to Harper. And the first thing he says is, why would you want to do that? Like, he's basically like, yeah. why do you want to take this awesome relationship and put this like put it in this heteronormative box where this woman is your property? He's like, that's absurd. He's like, what did he said? He's she's a human being, not a rice cooker. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I want the world to know that I love her. And, you know, and she's like, I want to ask for her handed marriage from her father. And he's like, way to stick it to the pay, 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 patriarchy. Okay. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's also the one that she is able to, he's like kind of her lifeline until turn Riley kind of begin their friendship. He's kind of her lifeline of sanity where she's like, this is what's going on with me. And he's like, Oh God, like, you know, like she's, he's kind of the only one for a while that she can confide in about this yeah. situation that she's in. Um, so that was a, I think that was a great way to keep them t- connected. Yeah. Was this whole idea that he's picked up the pet sitting for her. Yeah. So now he has to call her and check in with her. Um, so I thought that worked out really nicely. This movie is really like I think it's the really writing solid. of this movie is the really is solid. Great. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about John? Obviously, there's more to get into in the end. Um, he's got a really great Oscar Oscar on speech there at the end that we've got oh to gosh, talk about. Yes. Which was, and I'm not saying that in a jokey way. Like he genuinely like I know this is a movie that is not I probably not going to be up for an Oscar, but somebody should give him an Oscar for that fucking monologue. Yeah, it was beautiful I mean, and genuine. Written, the way it was performed, yeah, Ugh, it was beautiful and genuine and amazing. Um, but we'll get we'll, we'll get into that later. So, anything else to say about uh, John for the moment? Just wanted more, more of him. He's so more funny. I, <laughs> He's so every good. time he was on screen, every time he was on screen, I was like, I, oh my I gosh! Just, and then like when he like showed, I don't know if we're skipping, but like when he showed up to to re- rescue her, and he was like mm-hmm. pretending to be straight. And like was flirt flirting with Con- Connor, yes. But like not <laughs> yes. flirting. He was trying to be straight with Con- Connor, yes. And like, but it's not that. It's not no. working. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I love how he just like he showed up. He and he's like he's part of the family now. Like he yeah. is part of those family events. And he just kind of got fold. He got folded in, and the. And, uh, and I didn't mean yeah. that to be a Shit's Creek joke. I remember you know that Shit's Creek where they I you folded the cheese. Anyway, somebody out there who watches Shit Scrape knows what I'm talking about. Um, so 
I think we should talk about Alison Brie. Yeah. So, which uh, it's funny, we watched another Alison Brie movie earlier this year, Sarah Horse Girl. Was that this year? That was this year. That was, I think, maybe the last episode February? that we recorded in person. Yeah, March? before e- March, maybe, that we recorded it. But that was the last podcast that we recorded together in person before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Alison Brie plays Sloan. Sloan, the very uptight, competitive, very competitive, super competitive sister. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of movies have this trope where you have sisters competing against each other for something. And in this case, I think they did a really good job of making it about like the problem with this family is that the kids have to compete for affection and love and acceptance. And that was, I think a different take. It wasn't just about like, you're prettier than me or you have more trophies than me. It was like these kids felt like they had to win the prize of their parents' love. And that's really powerful and sad. And I think really fueled the conflict between them very well. Yeah. Also, sure. she has two very, de- very naughty children. Devious. <laughs> very naughty. They're bored, though. They didn't have any kids to play with. Yeah. So they well, had also to do their a parents are uplifting. You know, yeah. unhappily together. They haven't divorced yet. Yeah. You know, that's who true. knows what that home yeah. life was like. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Um, they're putting on a front of being happy together when really, you know, it's funny. Chris is weirdly insightful when we watch movies and he kind of called a lot of well he called a lot of things that didn't come to pass uh but one of the things he called he thought that there was something going on with the Allison Brie and her husband whose name I can't remember right away like he's like oh there's something about them like he 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 that he expected that the husband was having an affair or something like she's like there's something going on with them wow. and way earlier in the movie than I saw it and so as it turns out of course that they're separated and he's in a relationship with someone else and they're trying to hide it from the family because they haven't told the family that they're separating yet but why do something in the house in a utility clock closet like yeah why? That seems, it's so risky well it seems like a lot of people have secret I think the closet I don't want to get too symboly here but the closet is a place where people hide their secrets and yep her, uh, abby ends up in the closet which of course in the closet of course that's a term for what people you know when people are not haven't come out to their family yet but also even these uh the this other couple this heterosexual married couple also has secrets that are hide in the clo- like it bear- it like skeletons in the closet, if you will, and that is that her husband is already they're separated, and her husband has already moved on with someone else. Yeah. Do you did you think that he was in a relationship with the donor that I can't remember her name? She's so funny. She's in the unicorn too. Uh, oh. the one he's in the closet with, or did they just like see each other at the party? That I wasn't sure if they they were clear know about it. A- but thing, she wasn't so. surprised. It wasn't. She was like, oh, my God, how can you make out with her at this party? She was yeah. just like, we talked about this. We're yeah. not yeah. going to tell anybody yet. So it seemed yeah. to me that either they were in a relationship or. I don't yes. know. They have some Which agreement. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 
Welcome to Plug It Up. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the fun things that we're doing and that our guests are doing. Uh, Julie, uh, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Well, just my website is uh, juliejonesabbyphotography.com. I'm about to revamp it, but that's where I put my headshots and commercial print for actors and things like that there. So yeah, Julie does retouching. She does photography. She's Um, a great photographer. She's done done our pictures. For both of us, as well as uh, almost all of the promotional photography for Critical Crop Top. Yes. So... um, so yeah, Julie's got some amazing photos. Go check that out. And you're even if you've had the photos done by somebody else, you'll do the retouching if they need retouching, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go check it out. Uh, and uh, any of the, any like other social media handles or anything that people can follow you at if they want to keep up with what's going on with you? Sure. It's just uh, Julie Jones Ivy everywhere. Oh, so at Julie Jones name. Ivy on all the things. That's right. Yes. Um. Okay. And uh, Julie has is one of the actors in the uh, critical crop top sketch comedy web show that we've been shooting virtually over Zoom uh, this year. Of course, we were we had big plans to shoot it in person, and then uh, you know, pandemic happened, and we were like, you know what? Fuck this pandemic. We're not going to let it stop us from making the show. And so we uh, we shot everything over Zoom. And so Julie is in one of those uh, sketches, and it was really wonderful to have her in the show. Um, and so we're looking forward to releasing that. So if you, uh, those of you out there who want to watch the critical crop top sketch comedy web show, it's going to be up on our YouTube channel. So of course, critical crop top, uh, produces this podcast as well as sketches and other podcasts and live shows. And so if you go to YouTube, you can find critical crop top on YouTube. And that is where the sketch comedy web show will start releasing in January. Uh, which is next month. <laughs> I should start editing. Um, I know, right? Crazy, huh? Don't worry, guys. I'll get them done. Um, so, of course, you can follow Critical Crop Top on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Critical Crop Top. Um, and Sarah, of course, and myself also involved in that uh, writing and directing sketches as well. Um also, I would like to plug our other podcast, the Adam and Andy podcast. Um, so if you're a fan of Adam Driver and or Andy Samberg, Sarah and I, in our uh, quarantine haze of lust, uh, started this podcast. <laughs> uh, lust haze. The, the, the lusty haze. Um, and uh, so you can listen to that nonsense uh the adam and andy podcast it is on um all spotify and all those things and of course uh you can follow us on facebook and instagram at adam and andy podcast you can find us on twitter at adam andy pod uh we just did logan lucky and uh at the time that this will be coming out next week we'll have our hot rod episode so we're doing hot rod as well oh my gosh so i I gotta watch watch hot rod this week We got to record that. Uh, Pandemic. We're keeping ourselves busy this quarantine, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're keeping ourselves busy. Um, Of course, you can find this podcast uh, and reach out to us on social media. The Feminine Mistake Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod and on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. Um, We would love to hear what if you've watched Happiest Season, what did you think? 
Did you like it? Is it the happiest season? Is it the happiest season? What was your favorite uh, line? By What was your favorite thing that Dan Levy said? Give us your favorite Dan Levy quote from Happiest Season. Please. Um, I've a got a lot of good quotable things. And <laughs> oh, let, yes. let, let it be something about the fish, please. Oh, my God. The fish. I just that whole storyline <laughs> with the fish was so great. Uh, what a great bit of background business to have him doing. Also, what was up with that day glow, black light fish place? He was at like, what was the fish coolest looking pet store I've ever seen? All the pet stores <laughs> with the fish have that. A black light? I've never seen it look like that before. Maybe I've only got right. fish at a Walmart. I don't know. Um, don't know. But anyway, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you happen to like the show, uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review. A review. Did I say review? If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review. I don't know. I can't uh, hear very well. It, <laughs> it's a podcast and I can't hear. Um, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review. That, review. I did it again. <laughs> I'm so drunk. I'm just kidding. I'm just drinking tea. I don't have any excuse. I'm drinking too much eggnog. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt I remember eggnog. Eggnog is disgusting, you guys. We all need to just accept it. No. If I still still drink dairy and if I still drank sugar, I would have eggnog right now. You you know you can have non-dairy eggnog. But it's sweet. It's sweet. I need fake fake sugar. sugar sugar. Oh. That sounds, that sounds revolting to me. <laughs> uh, Julie, thank not, you for being on the show. Fake sugar. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. It has been a delight to have you. Uh, of course, this is part one of our discussion of Happiest Season. So come back next week when it's still going to be the happiest season. It's the happiest season all month long, you guys. That's true. And, and you know what I won't be drinking is fucking eggnog. <laughs> <sighs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs>